Hello, this is Bad Vibes. Today's stories were all sent in by subscribers, which I truly appreciate. If you have a true scary story that you would like me to read, please send it to badvibes760 at gmail.com. The link will also be in the description. So sit back, relax, and enjoy. Okay, let me start by saying that this is the first of many stories I'll submit here. I've been listening to scary stories on YouTube for about 7 years now. I've always wanted to submit a story but I'm a busy mother of 4 and just never found the time to. But it's midnight right now and I'm the only one awake. I have some free time now so I have a story I would like to share. All my life I have seemingly attracted the paranormal. When I was a teenager things started to escalate. At one point, my mother took me to see a therapist because she believed that I was either crazy or desperately seeking attention. But the truth was, I meant every word of everything I said. I have always been the sort of person that will try to find a logical explanation for things. Sometimes there's simply no logic to explain. It is what it is. Anyway, moving along. I am a 37-year-old female and I live in a very small town in Kansas. A few winters ago, I was working in town about two hours away from home. I would stay with my friends in the city as I worked for three or four days at a time, and then I would go home for the same amount of time. Back and forth, back and forth. It was dreadful, but I digress. One night, I got home very late. I have two daughters that are nine years apart. The three of us stayed up to do our nails. I told my youngest that since they were on Christmas vacation from school, I would let her stay up late to see the snowfall. It was supposed to start snowing around 2am, and it did, more or less right on time. When I was a child, it snowed every year in December, but as the years have gone by, it seems to happen less and less. Since she was only 6 years old, she had seen very little snowfall in her time. I let her stay up until about 2.15 and then I said, Okay kiddo, it's way past the bedtime for babies. And I put her in bed. My oldest daughter and I stayed up and finished doing our acrylic nails. When we were popping our old nails off, we had to use a steak knife. Yes I know, that wasn't a very good idea. We were sitting there in the living room. The living room was the first room you would enter if you were coming from the front porch. From the outside looking in, there was a glass door, and then a big heavy wooden door. Suddenly, around 2.30, the wooden door flew open with a bang. I immediately jumped up to my feet and grabbed the knife in front of me. I walked towards the door, and then I felt confused. I couldn't figure out what happened because the glass door was still shut. But, as I already said, I've experienced more than my fair share of paranormal activity throughout my life and sometimes I can't find an explanation. I just let it go and carry on. Around 3 a.m., I decided to step out to the front porch and have a cigarette. I was just looking out over the road and the yards, taking in the dead silence of winter. I wasn't really thinking about anything, just looking at the snow. And that's when it dawned on me that what I was looking at didn't make any sense. From my front walk to the road, there's about five yards of grass Every bit of snow is pristine, every bit of it, except one thing. The footprints begin in the middle of the sidewalk, bare feet footprints. 
They walked to my front door, but I'm not sure how they left. How was that? There are no footprints leading to my yard. It was as if someone was dropped from the sky or stepped out of another realm into mine, right in the middle of my yard. I mean, those footprints came out of nowhere. They began in the middle of my damn yard and walked to my door. And even if it was just a person walking around there, what were they doing barefoot in 16 degree weather outside in the snow and 3 a.m. no less? What the bloody hell? I snapped some pictures on my phone, but I had a pretty cracked phone back then. And honestly, I'm not even sure what happened to those pictures. However, my mother had just given me her old iPhone a few months ago. I was scrolling through all the pictures on that phone this morning and saw the picture that my mother had taken was still on the phone. The morning after that incident, I had called my mother and had my mother come over to take a look at them. The unfortunate part of this, my pictures at 3am were more convincing. By the time she got there, a few hours had passed. The cat walked past and left their prints. My mom's footprints were there as well. I absolutely insist that every bit of this is true. In the picture, you can see the snow behind the prints where it's just blank. They start right there. And as you can see, some of them are facing different directions, but they are barefoot and strange. Some of them really look human, and some of them look too wide at the front of the foot to be human. I have no idea what to make of this. So this happened a couple years ago. My sister and I were hanging around a town that was known as a hotspot for sex trafficking. It was around 11pm and we decided to walk to McDonald's as it was only across the highway from our motel. We get inside, order, and find a seat. A few minutes later, we noticed two Hispanic men acting very sketchy. They were both staring at us while communicating back and forth in Spanish. We noticed that they were taking pictures of us, several pictures. When we were called up to get our food, we told the worker, Hey, these men are making us very uncomfortable. We don't want to get the police involved just yet, so can you just keep an eye out for us? Of course, that was not a problem, and they offered to let us hang out in the back. We decided against it and sat back down to eat. Mind you, we were there for 30 minutes at that point, and they had only had a cup of coffee each and an apple pie. I was starting to get suspicious, so I decided to step right outside the door to smoke a cigarette and to see if they would get up to follow. Well, they did, but at that point, a worker walked out, and the two men passed me to the red truck. Keep that in mind, it's important. I walked back in and sat down. Ten minutes later, here comes that red truck circling around the parking lot, along with a few other cars that were not waiting for food. They weren't even in the drive-thru, just circling the parking lot, waiting for us to come out. These same four vehicles, including the red truck, would not leave. They kept driving around and would drive down the side of the road and come back, circling the parking lot. This kept up for four hours. We then see two Chevy Blazers on the side of the road with their teardrop campers attached to them and they drive by multiple times. They were really waiting for the moment to snatch us up. Eventually, a worker walked us across the highway to our motel. Sex trafficking is real. Please be careful out there. Your life is worth so much more. I grew up in a small town in my country. I lived with my parents, big brother, and our maid. 
By the time I was around 7, my brother was 12. At night, I usually shared the bed with a maid. It might sound weird, but the maid had been there since I was a baby, so... My parents trusted her and decided to let her move in with us since her home was too far away from our house to come and go every day. My brother had his own bedroom, but this particular night he slept in my parents' bedroom since he and my dad went to sleep late watching movies and television in their bedroom. I wasn't a fan of the movies, so I went to sleep early. Late that night on that day, everyone was fast asleep I guess. Something unusual woke me up. A slow tickle terrorized my feet from the edge of the bed. I tried to ignore it, but the tickling just kept increasing. And it wasn't funny. It was weird and scary. I lost it and sat up, only to have the worst reality nightmare ever. A black figure stood in the doorway facing me, but I couldn't see the face or anything, except for the fact that I could see a black silhouette. I couldn't scream, neither could I cry. I only laid back on my pillow and tried to force myself to sleep. Like I said, I slept with a maid, and at that moment she was fast asleep. For some unknown reason, I couldn't wake her up. I guess I never tried to. I never dared to look again, and after some minutes, the tickling began, and I couldn't take it anymore. I raised my feet up closer to my stomach and woke her up, and asked her if she could take me to my parents' room. For some reason, I wasn't willing to tell her about the figure standing motionless by the open doorway. After a few seconds of struggling, I finally succeeded in waking her up. I quietly whispered and asked her to take me to my parents' room. She scolded me a bit for disturbing her sleep, but I didn't care at all. I just wanted to leave. Now my focus was fixed on the figure who never seemed to move. It just stood there. That was super scary. My maid picked me up and walked towards the door. I don't think she could see the person. My heart was pounding hard. I was so scared of coming closer to this horrific being. When we got closer, I tried to get a closer look at this figure. Albeit I was scared, but I just wanted to know. I don't know. I mean, I was only seven. As close as we were, I never saw the figure's face. Was it because the lights were off? I don't know, but it gave me goosebumps not being able to see this figure. We walked down the hallway and I looked, but no one was following us. I wondered what the figure did afterwards. A sigh of relief escaped my mouth as we entered my parents' room. My brother was fast asleep on the carpet and my parents are on the bed. We woke them up and I explained the whole story to them, but they didn't believe me. They just prayed with me and let me sleep with them in the bed, and then the maid went back to the room. I tried to convince her to stay, telling her that the figure would tickle my feet, but she never listened. The next day, I told my brother, and he just laughed at it and announced that he was pulling a prank on me, but deep down, both of us knew it wasn't him. Though it only happened that night, it still scares me. Two days ago, I discussed it with my grandmother, and she seemed to care. She told me that if the maid couldn't see it, it only means that the figure was a demon or a witch. That made me even more scared. The image of that figure that night will always haunt me. I was seven years old, living in an apartment building on the fourth floor. The time of the year was winter, and it was always windy and rainy where I lived. I remember telling my parents how scared I was, and them telling me that it was just the wind. 
So one night, I heard extra howling, and for some reason, I decided it was a good idea to look out my window. I figured that if I didn't look now, I would never look. So I walked slowly to the window, my heart pounding and beating so fast. Remember, I am seven years old, so doing something like this, I felt so brave. I looked straight out the window and saw trees moving back and forth in the wind and thought that everything seemed normal enough. Then I looked down and I didn't know what regret was at that time, but I have regretted it ever since. I swear I saw someone climbing up the side of my building. The thing looked like a human version of Waldo and it was yelling as the wind noises and staring right at me, almost as if it was looking right into my soul. I quickly shut my curtains and I've never looked out that window at night ever again. So I started listening to stories at night to help me sleep and drown out the noises. Ever since, I have not been able to pick up a worse Waldo book. I find in my older age, when the wind blows at night, I feel a sort of comfort, almost as though I'm finding an old friend again. Now when the wind is blowing so hard, you may want to think twice before you look out your window. Anyone else have an experience like this? I'm just going to start by saying that I'm not a skeptic by any means, and I've always had an interest in supernatural and cryptids. I had my first real encounter when I was 8, but that's a story for another time. This happened about 30 minutes ago, and I'm now writing this, so it's fresh in my mind. I encountered whatever this was on January 6, 2021. This pandemic has been really hard for me, as I can't see my friends outside of online classes, and I'm a social butterfly and extremely extroverted. It was around 7.30, 7.45, and it's winter, so it's already really dark when I had my encounter. I was just relaxing outside in my aunt and uncle's hot tub. They have a cabin up in Mount Hood in Oregon, with about one road that passes by the grounds. Tall, medium, and small evergreen pines scattered around the landscape, with white snow on the ground from a fresh afternoon snowfall earlier in the day. I was sitting in the warm water and occasionally whistling into the dark since I enjoyed listening to the echo. I was occasionally whistling out into the darkness and just laying in the tub. I had eventually realized that I heard nothing except the light drizzle on the roof from the cold mountain rain. No birds, no other animals, no people except for my family. I whistled again and heard what sounded like a reply about a second or two later. I made the horror movie mistake by whistling again and got another reply. I got increasingly nervous, almost with a newfound paranoia, and began looking around. My thoughts weren't fully on the darkness of the forest. I was just thinking about teenage stuff, mostly my girlfriend, now my ex, and overall missing her. The thing that snapped me out was another whistle. I glanced around the forested expanse and noticed something I hadn't noticed before. A set of yellow eyes staring at me from the woods several feet off the ground. It seemed so unreal, as the only other experience I had like this was when I saw a Sasquatch with my older brother back in 2003 in Gaston. The eyes disappeared and I didn't see them again. I somehow had the courage to go back inside about 10 minutes after when the smart side of my brain said, Dude, get in the cabin now. I realized that I didn't hear whatever it was leave. I got out of the hot tub immediately and went into the cabin and came into the room that I'm staying in to write this. 
Through some research on Wikipedia and other sources, I realized I may have just avoided becoming a meal of a Wendigo. I doubt it may have been one, but if it was, I would have just told it that I was too sweet and it probably wanted something saltier. But I think whatever it was decided it wasn't worth their time because my family was inside and the cabin had a large window, so they would have seen if it came up or anything. I don't know what to think since when I told my aunt, I felt uncomfortable being out there, alone. They just thought I was uncomfortable since no one else was outside. So if you're out past dark in the Northern Cascade mountain range, stay sharp and bring a buddy. Update, January 7th, 2021. I heard it again today, towards dusk, when I was sledding with my cousins. I brought my cousin back to the cabin because we were getting cold. Plus, it was quite like the previous night and my fight or flight response was slowly kicking in. I felt like my cousin and I were being watched. After we got back into the cabin, I went back out sledding like I didn't know of its presence, but I knew it was out there watching me. That's when I heard a strange howl that sounded like a mix of an elk call and a yawn of a black bear. I said, screw this, I'm going back, and I began sprinting as fast as I could through about a foot of snow back to the cabin when I was inside, I nearly broke down crying in the garage from absolute fear. I'm planning on trying to hunt it when I'm 18. After all, my family vacations there and I don't want something bad like that around my family. 